I'm just gonna come right out and say it. When I had my first child, I felt like a part of me died. I think a lot of people would physically cringe when hearing that. They'd probably think, oh my God, what kind of a mother would say something like that? And honestly, for a long time, I agreed with them. I thought something was wrong with me for feeling that way after having Jake and even after I had Ben. I'm in a really, really great place now, but I didn't just magically land there. It took me years to feel like myself again, to accept this new phase in my life. Because truthfully, all the joys of motherhood don't come flooding in the first moment you look at your newborn. They come piece by piece. It's a journey, an adventure. I'm Valeria, and if you felt like you lost yourself when you became a mom, you're not alone. In this episode, I'm talking with the one and only Jessica Alba. So, uh, yes, I'm Jessica Alba. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an actress. It's my side hustle. It used to be my main hustle. Um, and what else? There's a whole lot else. Jessica's been an actress since the age of 13. She founded a wildly successful business, you might have heard of it, called The Honest Company. But most importantly for today's episode, she's also a proud mother. I really wanted to talk to Jessica because there's so many parallels in our stories. We both grew up with cameras pointed at us. We're both entrepreneurs and both moms of three. But we still had very different experiences of motherhood. Growing up, Jessica always knew she wanted to be a mom. She was really nurturing and caring, and in some ways, she was looking forward to giving her kids some of the things she felt her own childhood was missing. So when she finally gave birth to her daughter, Honor, in 2008, it felt like a whole new part of her just clicked into place. With your first child... How was the experience? Do you feel like you were able to bring to life all these ideas and, you know, expectations that you had? When I became a mom, I finally felt grounded. I felt like I finally felt like I stood in my power and I understood what it meant to be a woman and what that energy was. I, the word sex or sexy or being a sexual person uh, was attached to me in a lot of ways when I was growing up in entertainment, but there was such a disconnect for me in owning what that meant for me. It always was sort mm. of like this gross, icky, shameful, weird, bizarre thing that I put in a little box and compartmentalized is like, okay, this is just how they sell stuff and I'm part of selling something, um, right. but it's not who I really am. And I really started to understand or own my, myself as a woman and everything, all that divine feminine energy really started to come forward when I became a mom. It's so amazing because I wanted to talk a little bit about my own personal experience when I became a mother for the first time. Um, it's beautiful to hear your journey. I felt I had the complete opposite kind of journey because 
it sounds like you found your identity while I struggled a bit with losing my identity when I became a mother for the first time. I had my first when I was 22, so I don't even know what identity I'm speaking of exactly that I lost because <laughs> at 22, I don't even know what that is. But um, it was interesting. Like I didn't realize that I was mourning a little bit. It was a bit of a grief period for me to understand that I'm at this other stage in my life. Did you experience any of that? I did. Yeah. Because I, I, I had this other persona or person mm-hmm. who's naturally, I don't think we want to be narcissists, but you kind of are. So I think that the natural state of not having to really think about keeping anyone else alive is what, mm-hmm. what you feel before you have kids. I would say it took me a full year to transition from the sort of the old me had to die and for there to be like the seed that was sort of put into the ground and then the flower starting to bloom, it didn't, I didn't see the bud of the flower maybe until a year after I had honor. So yeah, I was upside down. I was crying. I was sweating. I was leaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and all the things that happen Ooh. to your body. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't it feel like you're, there's a hostile takeover? Like I felt like my body was like taken over by this alien that was just like feeding off of me and sucking the life out of me. Yes, and literally. And it literally kind of is. <laughs> so I absolutely loved when Jessica said this because babies honestly do feel like aliens sometimes. I think there's this myth that the moment your baby comes out of you, you snap into becoming a mom. But that's just not true. And nobody braced me for how unnatural the whole thing was going to feel. I remember when, when Jake was born and I was like holding him, this newborn, this thing just came out of me and I, I was so scared. I was like, I do not feel this crazy, like uh, motherly instinct kicking in. I have no idea what I'm doing. Please don't send me home because I can't. I just, uh, no, leave me here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was just, you know, the first couple of days of, ha- of giving birth. But then mm-hmm. also the following year, it also took me about a year to just kind of realize, okay, things are different now. I'm someone else. Mm-hmm. I have this new identity inside of me and I have to surrender to it rather than fight it. Because again, you know, culturally, I feel like maybe in society, the same way we have this like bounce back mentality physically, we very much have that bounce back mentality mentally. Yeah, I was not okay for the first year, but it, it was it was interesting because you're right. No one really talks about the death of your old self and the birth of a new self, and and that's mm-hmm. a real metamorphosis. Like it's real. I felt like I had family, like I, with her, with Honor, and with Cash. I was like, oh my god, I finally feel like I have this thing that I've been searching for, like home in a way. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't want to say that to hurt my parents' feelings, but I just always felt like I didn't belong or something. I didn't feel like I was part of their thing. It didn't feel like my tribe. But with honor, I finally felt like, oh, this is, and with cash, I was like, this is my, these are my people. Yeah. And I, I did feel a tremendous sense of responsibility. And that was scary. Because she really relied on me to be alive. Yeah. And it was going to be really clear if I wasn't doing a good job. 
I couldn't even think about it. And so that was terrifying. How am I going to keep this person alive? Not only are you dealing with all this internal pressure to keep your child safe, you are also dealing with all this external pressure to suddenly redefine yourself and instantly fall in love with being a mom. Plus, you're expected to cope with all this pressure and be happy about it at the same time. No complaining. Yay for us. Once I realized, okay, I'm a mother, I also didn't necessarily want to throw myself completely into it because I saw some people around me that moved from their own self-definition to completely identifying with motherhood. And I just felt like, whoa, I feel like they lost themselves in that Mm. a little bit, you know? So here's me like barely trying to get my brain to work to understand that, okay, I have all these responsibilities and I'm a mother and now here's a second one coming on the way, but yet I don't want to fully identify with just that one thing. And it made me feel like a really bad mom. It made (laughs) me feel like something's wrong with me. Like, why is this not the reason I exist? Why is it not my whole being? Did you have any of those kind of thoughts or maybe not, maybe it was just me. I'm okay at this point to be the crazy one. No, I think that, um, I think it's actually unhealthy to completely lose yourself in one thing. I think we're meant to be dimensional and multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And I think we're meant to have more than one person in our life, more than one relationship in our life to create some kind of balance because one thing isn't going to fill every piece of you up, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Your relationship with your husband gives you something that your relationship with, frankly, each kid gives you something else. Your relationships with your homegirls, whoever it is, they Mm -hmm. each give you something and your work gives you something else. I actually think it's wild if the narrative that one relationship is going to be enough for you in every way the most sacred relationship really should be with yourself. But there is a lot of like judgy stuff out there that makes you feel like you need to be completely immersed in motherhood. And I think that motherhood to me is one piece, but it's not all of it. It's like if if my heart was walking around outside of my body, it is all three of my kids, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And that will always be, but I still have other organs. I think we all come to this realization by different roads. For Jessica, it took years of being a mom and a human. For me, I had my aha moment when I read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle a few years ago. Let me read you a little. The all-important question is, are you able to fulfill the function of being a parent and fulfill it well without identifying with that function? Part of the necessary function of being a parent is looking after the needs of the child, preventing the child from getting into danger, and at times telling the child what and what not to do. 
When being a parent becomes an identity, however, when your sense of self is entirely or largely derived from it, the function easily becomes overemphasized, exaggerated, and takes you over. That freed me from so much of the confusion I felt as a new mom. It also made me feel okay with this constantly changing identity of motherhood because I felt like as soon as I figured out how to be a great mom to my infant, he became a toddler and he needed a whole other different version of mom. Let's talk about parenting because I feel like with parenting, it's a tough one. I feel like... Very humbling, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Yes, motherhood is one thing. Parenting is a whole other thing. And I think that it's important uh, to touch on that point. I wonder how your view of motherhood is reflected in the way you parent. I sometimes intertwine the two a little too much. And I feel like Cash has a great way of pulling me out of my own sort of martyrdom around it. Mm -hmm. And if you can detach from all of your hangups or martyrdom or stuff of what it means for you to be a mother, and you can just think Mm -hmm. about what structure, infrastructure do these kids need and feedback and sounding board, boundaries and guardrails, whatever these things are, all of it's just so they could thrive. And what does thriving mean or what does thriving look like? And for me, when I see my kids, when, when they operate, not not being self-aware, but with a joy that feels almost like a reckless abandon, like a just a completely true, intuitive self. Like when they feel like it's time to cry because this thing upsets them and they cry. Or when they feel like just giggling and laughing, they Mm -hmm. just laugh. And I guess my parenting is just meant to try and help give them as much space so that that can exist for as long as possible and for them to stay tapped Mm -hmm. into that. Being almost like at one with themselves and with nature and life so they can just be. Motherhood and parenting are two sides of the same coin, right? I don't want to play a supporting role in my own life. I want every role I play to be part of what makes me Valeria, not just the role of mom. But I also have to remind myself that I am just one character in my kids' stories. And that character should be round and full and complex. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that Jake is always asking to come to the office with me. And I do love bringing him every now and then because it is a really fun bonding time, but it's also so important to me that he sees me outside of the role of mom. There's still the guilt that sometimes comes with moving between all these different roles. Like sometimes I tell Jake he can come with me and I spend my whole day's entrepreneur Valeria. It's hard not to feel like I failed as mom Valeria or even wife Valeria. I asked Jessica about this too. So when guilt shows up for you now, how do you look at it? How does it, how did it reframe itself from what it used to be? It used to swallow me up Mm -hmm. and it felt like this endless pool, this like black hole that would swallow me up and it felt like just this bottomless pit. And I think now it's when I feel like I'm feeding my soul And I feel like I'm being true to what that is. 
it then gives me room to have the context or the perspective on the relationships that I have. Mm-hmm. Similar to what Eckhart Tolle was saying, you naturally get yourself in a state of having context and perspective. And then you can see your kids and their souls and their highest self and what they really need. And are you meeting them in a sincere and genuine and pure way that's really meaningful to them in this moment? And then that's where you can kind of figure out your equilibrium with, did it take the feeling of guilt to get you there? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does. For me, when I feel an overwhelming amount of negative feelings, it just means I haven't been listening to my, or connecting to myself. Right. It's more like a cue. It's more of a cue. I absolutely loved how Jessica repurposed her guilt. Instead of being totally consumed by it, she used it as a way to check in with herself, to reassess how she was positioning herself in motherhood. It forced her to take a step back and think about what her priorities with her family were. Do I feel guilt every day? A hundred percent. Did I feel guilt or feel like I can never do it all? A hundred percent. Did that keep me from being ambitious? Absolutely not. I mm. couldn't have been more ambitious. I wanted to be super mom, super wife, super friend, super daughter, super this, super that, super entrepreneur. And I just felt so drained in the end. And I feel like until maybe like Four years ago, a friend of mine got really sick and has a a daughter that's a similar age as Hayes. And what she got sick from was not genetic or anything. And and I was like, shit, man. In one second, it all can just go away, you know? Mm. And, like, I started to think about my life and life choices and time and all of this stuff differently And all of the super badges that I put on myself, frankly, and all the stories I told myself about who I needed to be and what it meant to, like, strive for something. And what I was avoiding, which was being quiet. Mm -hmm. I was avoiding being centered. I was avoiding being emotional and feeling soft and feeling feelings. And when I started to get comfortable with listening to my soul and what my soul needed and filling that cup and becoming my own best friend and becoming the protector of my soul and that being my focus then allowed me to kind of understand what balance really means. Then I really understood, oh, balance means that like there's only so much time in a day, and if you're not okay, nothing else will be okay. I think it feels so hard to be a good mother because of the narrative our society holds up. The narrative that motherhood fulfills all a woman's emotional needs. That being a good mom must be all-consuming. That to do it in any other way is a disservice to our kids. But I actually think that the least selfish thing we can do as moms is put ourselves first put our full, complicated, messy human selves before the identity of motherhood. Because there's so much joy in motherhood, like Maxie's random morning dance parties in the kitchen, or Ben's impromptu love for karaoke, 
or Jake helping me style my outfits. It took me so long to realize that in order to soak up all this joy of being a mom, I had to make space for the other parts of me too. Not Alone is produced by Valeria Inc. and Frequency Media. Thank you to everyone involved and thank you for listening. I'm Valeria Lipovetsky and always remember, you are not alone.